Diamond Answer Man Show, Episode 18. Well, hello to the Diamond Answer Man Show. My name is Jay Christopher Gritz. And this is the show where our goal is to help each other learn more about the world of diamonds and feel confident about those purchases. Those purchases used to memorialize our special moments. That's right. They go on a long time from generation to generation. You may contact me with any question 24 hours a day at 803-792-1326 or connect with me at diamondanswerman.com and you can leave me a message there in the forums. Or on the right-hand side, I've got a voicemail link there. If you've got a microphone on your computer, you can go ahead and contact me there and that'll send a little message right through to my email. And I'll look forward to how we can help each other learn more about the world of diamonds. Well, this week, we're going to talk about a question that has come through about a, um, a, a couple that uh, is looking at buying a diamond. And um, one of the things that they were concerned about is whether or not the diamond should or should not have a diamond certificate with it. And I definitely have my opinions about diamond certificates and, and the different laboratories around the world. And I don't think it's a bad thing to have different companies. You know, a lot of people out there have very strong opinions about whether or not it's a GIA report or an AGS or an EGL USA. I do have opinions about laboratories outside of the United States. I don't think that they have the same philosophies for assigning some of the grades, um, except in the case, I, I would say GIA. GIA probably polices its, um, I would say, policies, procedures, and those kinds of things that make it a little bit more, I should say, I guess firm would be a better way to put it. You know, there's different labs around the world for the Gemological Institute of America. There are other companies out there and, uh, you know, there's different costs for certificates. So uh, some diamond polishers will use whoever is close, whoever is cheap, and depending upon their brand, whoever is most well-known. And that's not... Um, that's not good or bad. It's in some ways, it's a, an effort of marketing. You know, if you have a strong brand, you generally want to associate your brand with a strong branded certificate. And the strongest brands for diamond certificates, at least here in the United States, the strongest brands would be the Gemological Institute of America and the American Gem Society. Now, that doesn't an Anyway, slight the EGL USA laboratory here, because if you compare laboratory reports from company to company, you'll find you'll have slight variations um, and grading is an opinion, right? So you have different sorts of, I, I'm not going to say standards. I would say just, I used the term earlier, philosophies for assigning grades. Some laboratories will use purely a, an, a uh, I should say, uh, uh, an analysis under a microscope for judging an inclusion and by type and size. And other laboratories will measure the size of the inclusion. And so you have different sorts of processes that you use to apply your terminology, even though you will have the same sets of grades by letter and number. So when you compare laboratory reports from laboratory to laboratory, just make sure you're consistent. So if you're shopping from store to store and you're going to look at a, a, a laboratory report from ABC Laboratory and you go to another jeweler, you'll have to look at a report from ABC Laboratory. 
That does get a little confusing, of course. So the original question was to cert or not to cert. Not a debate about which laboratory was better or not, because again, I said that it's a philosophical difference, not a better or best or worst difference. Um, So the question being that should a diamond always have a cert or is it okay to buy a diamond without a certificate? And I want to make sure that you understand that one of the reasons diamond retailers and diamond polishers, and, and a lot of times it's on the onus of the retailer when they buy large collections of diamonds, whether or not they're going to have a diamond report with them. Although polishers, you know, when you search in these major indexes where they have all the diamonds listed, most of them have a report. The reason why they wouldn't have a report in many cases is because a diamond might, in their opinion, fall in between grades. And when it's in between a grade, that's one reason. Um, If they have the report on it, it may sell for a little less. Now, if they're able to, in an opinion, uh, grade it a, again, we're talking about a gray area on the fence, a little higher, and then give a discount, right, that's greater for that grade, um, it allows them to make a little bit more money. And that's not a bad thing. Um, it's, it's, I guess, what's the best way to say it? It's in some ways not, it's not gaming the system. It's, it's working the system. I personally, uh, wouldn't buy a diamond, uh, as a consumer without a diamond report, unless it was of a grade that was a rarity factor so low that it affected the effect it had on the clarity by rarity and the color by rarity that um, it would influence the cost so much. You know, I, I want to go back and, and, and make a statement, and, and I guess I'm backpedaling a little bit. I don't want to slam diamond polishers. They need to sell their wares. When they sell something and they sell it to the jeweler, the onus is on the jeweler. Right, so they the, the diamond polishers can sell it for whatever they want. So if if I'm a diamond polisher and I make the statement that something is X color and X clarity, and I give a jeweler a discount on it, and the jeweler receives the diamond and sells the diamond, the issue is not on the 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 polisher. The jeweler has to do their due diligence as your representative, you know, so they're selling and the jeweler needs to make sure that when they present something to you, um, that it is what it is and strongly so making an opinion about the quality. Um, and again, remember that there is some area for being gray. You know, you can have inclusions that are on the cusp of being one grade or another. You can have colors that are right in that middle grade, one side or another. And so it it can be difficult being a jeweler, but a jeweler needs to make a strong statement about their quality and their guarantee and what they will do to earn your business. Remember, it's personality, enthusiasm, and integrity that we're looking for when we buy a diamond. So you want to make sure you make a relationship 
with an individual or a company that will always, always stand behind your purchase. Remember, this purchase is to be used to memorialize a special moment. And and again, I will say that memorializing those special moments just doesn't mean today. It means making memories that will last through to tomorrow. And again, future, generation upon generation. That's the intro of my podcast here. So generation upon generation, memorializing those special moments. And I truly think that there's nothing better, nothing that symbolizes memorializing those special moments, whether it's weddings or otherwise, than a diamond. So when you buy one, and you want it to memorialize that special moment, make sure you buy from a jewelry store that has a strong policy. Remember, I also talk about never buy from a store that doesn't offer some form of a money-back guarantee. Never buy from a store that has a post, right? A post message that says, all sales final. I would always suggest that you would walk out of a store like that. You know, I want to make sure this is a fun moment in time. So, If you're going to buy one that does not have a report for whatever reason, whatever reason the jeweler may have given or the polisher may have given the jeweler, you know, it's, it's in between grades. So I gave you a discount on it, but we don't know for sure. So we chose not to have a report on it. It has polish lines on it. And so on a report, it looks quite obvious that there's polish lines and it makes the diamond look bad on a report. I I think, um, you know, just so we, we cover that also, there are reports and where they plot inclusions on reports that make the stones look worse than what they really look like visibly for their performance and their beauty. So as a consumer, you want to make sure you don't overstress a diamond report. You don't overstress the identifying characteristics as as negatively influencing the beauty of the diamond. The diamond report should be used purely for the 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 fact of identifying your diamond and identifying it in the case of a loss, identifying it if you have to take it somewhere to get the repair work done on it and you know your diamond, you have to identify it if you're going to want to have it insured. So you need to have some sort of a diamond report. And that, that's, of course, if you're going that direction. If you're not going that direction, make sure you get a strong guarantee uh, from the jeweler you're purchasing from. And one way that you can do that, I, I developed a form, and it's called the Affidavit of Diamond Grade. And you can download that for free on my website. And, and it states different qualities, different weights, uh, whether or not it's been ethically mined, all those kinds of things that go into buying a diamond. It's on the form and you could, as a consumer, you can use that free. So when you go into a jewelry store and you want to buy something, you can present them with this report and um, then they can guarantee it. And it has, it has you know, some financial guarantees on it, whether or not they honor it, of course, is, is between you and them. But I, I've prepared this form and there is no obligation at all. You can just go to the website, click on it. It's a PDF. You can just download it. You can peruse it. Maybe you want to take that and use that for yourself and handwrite your own. Um, Just make sure that you follow some of my, uh, uh, I would say, priorities. You know, when you buy a diamond, you want to make sure at minimum, at minimum, that they put the color and clarity characteristics on the the uh, receipt. So make sure that if it's a marquee and it's a VS1 and it's a G color, make sure they write a complete description on 
your receipt. That, that in some ways protects you, right? And I think most jewelers are ethical and honest people, but there's some bad apples out there. So you want to make sure you support your jeweler and your jeweler supports you. You're going to give them money in fair exchange for something else. And you want to make sure you can go back to someone who is honest and ethical. If they're honest and ethical, they will always, always, always write the color and clarity information on the receipt. So again, if you're not going to do a report, know that you can have a savings and it might be because it's in the middle grade or maybe because the cost of the report would influence the final cost of the diamond by maybe hundreds of dollars. And so they may make the decision not to do it, may make the decision because it's an in-between grade, may make the decision because maybe on the laboratory report for the identifying characteristics, it would make the diamond look bad when in reality it's not. Does that mean it shouldn't have a report? Well, of course not. It could still have a report. So make sure you get as a minimum your description fully written out on your receipt. So make sure you protect yourself and always, always, always deal with somebody with a high degree of integrity. Make sure it's personality, enthusiasm, and integrity when you work with those individuals. So go to my website, diamondanswerman.com. Go ahead and pull up the uh, affidavit of diamond grade. Print that out. Use that as a tool. Uh, Use it as a conversation point for the jewelry you're buying from. And I think that it's okay, again, to buy a certed stone or it's also okay to buy a non-certed stone. In my preference, I've always bought certed stones in my own purchases. Um, however, I've purchased diamonds from diamond polishers. I purchased diamonds off, you know, for, from individuals looking to liquidate all the time without certificates. However, that's my business and I'm going to grade it. And then of course, what I'm going to do is either resell that diamond and, um, I'll have a cert done on it at that point in time. So if, if I'm going to sell it back into the trade, repolish it, remake it, redo it as something else. I am at the end game going to always have a diamond report on it. I, I, I've always just specialized in selling diamonds with reports um, and not really focused on anything that's non-certed. So it's, that's, that's a personal preference, of course. Now, the other thing that uh, as we transition, there was a news alert. You know, We're talking about protecting ourselves and we're talking about, again, memorializing those special moments with diamonds. And one topic, which is very touchy, is um, is something that's come out. You know, there was a movie about diamonds, blood diamonds, and uh, there every once in a while, I should say, there are emails that come out that, um, that talk about these kinds of things. And recently, you know, in the last few weeks, there was an email that came out. And um, even in our trade, we spoke about this email. And uh, the one thing about it was, is that this individual who wrote this uh, a letter on, on a website. Um, this had come through an, a news alert that I had and uh, uh, had talked about how many blood diamonds there are in the market. And there's 25% is what they stated uh, was the amount of blood diamonds in the industry. And, and uh, you know, I, I would absolutely say that was not true. Um, it is hard to say, you know, I was reading another article later on and, um, that article was uh, was written by Rob Bates, who's an uh, who's a senior editor for Jewelers Circular Keystone, and uh, you know he did a little bit of research on that, and uh, you know his statement was very similar to what mine was. It's hard to apply a term 
such as that. You know, it's it's a negative sounding term, but I I don't think. And if you've followed any of my Twitter feeds or posts, that um, I think we as individuals need to have open communication with our jeweler um, and any diamond that is procured in such a way is too many. So whether it's one or it's a thousand or it's 10,000, one is too much. And um, it's it's hard, you know, when we think about things like that, that um, it is a negative. And I want to make sure that you understand one thing. The, there's a process called the Kimberly process, and it's a it's a statement that, that how the diamonds were procured, uh, uh, that they weren't, you know, and the term was blood diamonds. But I've always, I've, I should say always, since I've been speaking about it, I've come out that the Kimberly process is not strong enough. And um, uh, Mr. Bates' opinion was, is it's, it's the minimum starting ground for for diamonds uh and, and you can still have diamonds that pass the kimberly process and uh, still be illegal in the united states you know our our uh the the, uh, the 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 ladies and gentlemen that set these guidelines in our government you know we're talking about a place like zimbabwe and uh zimbabwe is is uh, has has been approved under the kimberly process but um i would say that today that anywhere in the United States where you're buying diamonds from Zimbabwe, that they are not an ethical choice. So I want you to know, and I want you to feel good about this, that diamonds here in the United States, uh, if they do have a form or they do have a report, and remember, it's a federal standard that they have to, uh, the importers here have to provide some sort of documentation on uh, how the diamonds were received, um, that, they, that, that they weren't procured in such a way. So you as a consumer have some confidence that uh, it wasn't purchased in such a manner so you can feel good about your purchases. Other things are, um, you know, obviously you can buy, uh, as Mr. Bates spoke about, and as I've also sold in the past decade or so, Canadian diamonds. I've sold Canadian diamonds and I've sold uh, laboratory-grown stones in in the past. And uh, those are obviously ethical choices. And then one of the other things he spoke about, which was I, I thought it was a great analogy, is when we go to the grocery store, there's fair trade uh, coffee. But there's there's not just fair trade coffee. There's fair trade uh, organic vegetables and fair tra- – there's just about fair trade everything. Um, you know, if, even if you want clothing, there's fair trade clothing. Uh, it's ethically, you know, produced and in, in those kinds of things. And so a jeweler could promote – specific diamonds as fair trade and not all their inventory would be fair trade because you can go into a grocery store and some of their produce isn't fair trade you know so you can look at coffee and there's a whole line and that was his that was his analogy there so i want to make sure that you understand that you can feel good about just about any purchase you make here in the united states we have not a perfect process i want to make that clear it's not perfect but we have a fairly good process. Could there be some refinements to it? Absolutely. Could there be some changes that make the process better? Absolutely. Um, but we have a pretty good process for uh, uh, eliminating and not allowing certain types 
of gems in uh, to this country. Could it happen? Absolutely. But it, 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 it is something that it's so hard to do uh, and the costs aren't beneficial to receive uh, diamonds in such a manner uh, that it's only beneficial for that person on that first purchasing and second purchasing level, but not at the level where retailers receive it today. There's There really can't be a difference in cost just because of the work that goes into getting diamonds in and out like that. It's it's a horrible thing, and it really doesn't happen like uh, like uh, some of the authors who, who produce and promote it, but that does not underscore the fact that uh, any diamond that way is wrong. So one of the things that, um, you know, we talked about last week, you know, uh, we're talking about certain diamonds. We talked about, you know, the blood diamonds. One is too many, um, you know, uh, and also how I want to follow back up with the affidavit of diamond grade. The one that I produce, it's free, is available online. If you're buying a cert, certed stone or a non-certed stone, it also has the earmark on there where they have to check that the diamond was ethically mined. So I want to make sure if you use that report, you can use it with a certed stone and um, make sure that the jeweler has the knowledge on how the diamond was mined as much as they can and who they received it from was a, an ethical polisher. You know, we want to make sure that we don't make bad memories, but we memorialize our special moments. So anyway, so uh, last week we spoke about polished in the U.S., starting a networking uh, for diamond cutters here in the U.S. We, we uh, my wife and I uh, spoke about the fact that diamond polishing here in the United States is, is sort of waning off. You know, there used to be thousands and thousands and thousands of diamond polishers here in the United States, and they, and they sort of disappeared. You know, a lot of the uh, industry that was doing that it has gone overseas, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that, um, you know, from the point of the artists, you know, we, we've sort of uh, lost the art here. And for about the last 100 years, you know, most of the technological advances uh, had happened here. And, uh, and it's, it's kind of gone away. And even the changes as we see in the polishing and the performance, you know, some things were done here in the West and some things were done in Asia. Um, but for a, a lot of that groundwork started here and uh, in, the, in the polishing facilities here. And we'd like to see a rebirth. Uh, we would like to start calling out people and individuals and companies with polishing facilities in the United States. And, uh, you know, to make sure that you're aware and so you have a choice uh, of buying a diamond polished in the United States. And one of the ways that we did that was we made a call out to the industry through our podcast. And I've made some phone calls uh, to diamond polishers here around the United States. And, and uh, I've reconnected with some. And um, I'll start uh, calling them out. Uh, I should say not calling them out, um, but promoting them. I'm not getting paid for this. I just want to make sure that you know who you can request if you go into a jewelry store, diamonds that are polished here, repolished here, recreated here, um, made into something new in some cases uh, here in the United States. And so as I find and reconnect with some of these companies that are doing the hard work and and producing them here, I will call them out. And um, that doesn't necessarily mean that I think they're making the best. It doesn't make, uh, mean that I'm I'm uh, I should say earmarking or 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 
making the point that you should buy from them. I just want to make it clear that you have options uh, for diamonds. And uh, so what I, one of the ways that I did that is I made a forum on the website. On my website, if you go to diamondanswerman.com forward slash community, it's a forum open for everyone, not just diamond polishers, but it's a forum open for everyone. But I originally started the forum because I wanted to start networking with diamond polishers. So again, I want to make the call out. If you know of a, uh, an individual even working for a jewelry store who is a diamond polisher, I'd love to connect with them. I'd love to speak with them. I'd love to, uh, to uh, give them a, a shout out if we want to say such a thing. I would like to give them a shout out that they're cutting here. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we would like to eventually have interviews with some of those people. And I've already got uh, some lined up already, which we'll do in the future. And we'll talk to those cutters and why they cut here and, and uh, why their companies are here, not elsewhere in the world. And um, the, 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 the things that they do and how hard it is at times to do it here, um, but why it's important to them. So, the Polished in the U.S. networking forum is open. One of the other things about the forum is that it's open if you're buying, uh, that you can post questions in there, which I can use on future podcasts. And uh, you can go ahead and just ask the questions there, and I'll answer them there. And then I'll also put them again in the, in the future podcasts I will have. It'll, uh, I think, it'll just be fun, you know, so give it a try. So the other thing that I started doing this last week you know, is, uh, is I started working on a video for comparing the three optical performance tools that are used in the selling and grading process. You know, we have the, the ASET, which is the American Gem Society laboratory tool. We have the fire scope or symmetroscope or ideal scope, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then we have the hearts and arrows tool and there's hundreds of variations of that, just like there is now the fire scope. So for the Uber geek in us, I've built models in a ray tracing program to show the difference between the three and how they work. And uh, this will show the, um, the light performance in theory. You remember, I'm using a ray tracing program. And it will show you how the, uh, the reflectors, which both of them use, uh, uh, interact on the inside of the diamond optically. And uh, how it comes back out and what that means to you. You know, does it mean so much for performance? And in some cases, yes. In some cases, no. And you know my big thing is performance. You know, that was one of the original terms we started back in the 90s, which is now all over the world used. Uh, yet it's used at all the laboratories, practically. And uh, optical performance was the, was the term we originally um, uh, sort of coined. And uh, you'll, you'll see it everywhere. You see it on the internet. You see it on, you know, laboratories. You see it on, with diamond polishers as they talk about their diamonds. And that's what we'll be talking about, the optical performance um, of the uh, the diamonds themselves. And for that person who's super, super nitpicky, I hope it'll be fun. For those who aren't nitpicky and who don't care, it might be a little boring. But anyway, I'm not trying to say my, my video is going to be boring. I'm just saying if you don't care, you might want not want to watch it, but it's going to be cool. I'm going to show you just quickly what the differences are. Um, you know, I'm smiling right now because I'm sort of the uber geek when it comes to that kind of stuff. And uh, I'll show you the different phases as you take that same model and you move it from device to device and the light 
as it leaks or returns, and I say leaking, but all diamonds leak light. There's not one diamond that returns 100% of light. You know, so we could kind of almost use a, a colored stone term. We could call it windowing, you know, where it's windowing so that the light is passing through in that area. Um, it'll show you the different images as it goes along and uh, how the different tools work. So uh, I look forward to finishing up that video and I'll post it there on the website. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, so to follow up here from this week's show, uh, we want to make sure that you join the forum if you're buying today and whether you have a cert or you're concerned about you know the, uh, the ethics about buying your diamond. I have the um, the affidavit of diamond grade. So make sure if you're going to buy an unserted stone, you want to uh, or if you're buying a certain stone and you want to make sure you're buying an ethical uh, uh, diamond, you know, you want to feel good about those purchases, download, I'll repeat it again, download the diamond affidavit that I have for cert, uh, the affidavit of diamond grade. And uh, again, it's free. It's just a PDF. You click on it. You can download it. You can share it. Um, if you're a jeweler listening to this show, go ahead and contact me. I'll go. I'll make one custom for you. And uh, you know, we could put your logo on it. And I think if you're a jeweler and you use the form, of course, that's a strong statement to make. You know, it. It. Um, it. <laughs> I should say it's a super strong statement to make. And uh, you know, sometimes we don't want to um, pull. You know, draw the. I should say the conversation that direction but it it makes makes it good you know when you when you when you make the statement that hey i'm guaranteeing this is the color and clarity and i'm guaranteeing this is ethically mined and i'm guaranteeing all these things that go into it that not only makes you feel good when you're willing to stand behind it as a jeweler but it makes your your customers feel good so the other thing we want to do is help promote polished in the u.s and ask your jeweler for diamonds polished in America. You know, they have the sources to find them. If they if they don't know, have them call me. Have them call the same phone number that I, I gave you, 803-792-1326. And, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and get them in contact with the different polishers here in the United States as I put together this group. And, uh, and that's all for this week. So if you have any questions, call me, free advice, 803-792-1326, or visit with me at diamondanswerman.com and send me a voicemail message if you have a microphone on your computer. Or one more way, join the forum and, uh, and ask your question there or send it through. You can also reach me at Twitter. You can send me a message right through at Twitter. And uh, my Twitter handle is, the at symbol, of course, D-A-M-J-C-G-U-R-I-T-C. That's Dam J.C. Gertz. So Diamond Answer Man, J.C. Gertz. I'm J. Christopher Gertz. Thank you so much for your time. And until next time, the Diamond Answer Man Show.